I'm Casty Jackson from the Daily Northwestern, and you're listening to part two of the Seen Not Heard series. If you have not listened to the first part of our series, you might want to go back and get filled in. When we left off, summer 2019 was coming to an end, and questions remained. Would Sespi Jr., Imani Minor, and Weinberg Sr., Cameron Farrow still be leaders in Crew? What would Crew and Impact's relationship look like moving forward? Those questions were answered at the Crew Leadership Summit. Cameron and Imani weren't invited to the annual retreat for incoming leaders, and there the announcement was made. During our leadership summit, which is the weekend before Wildcat Welcome, we go on a retreat to some cabins in Wisconsin. This is Sespi Jr. Cheston James, who was one of the few Black student leaders at the summit. We were in one of the, the larger rooms, and there's about, say, like 20 leaders, about six or seven staff there. One of the directors of crew, her name's Kim Johnson, she gave the speech. Basically what was communicated was that it was the decision of like crew national and like impact national since they're both like national organizations to split. What made me upset in crew was that it was talked about amongst like the crew leaders for like five minutes. That's what upset me the most because I was like, devastated over it. I felt like I was the only one devastated. I was like, am I going crazy? Cameron and Imani heard about the announcement through the grapevine. Cameron said the information communicated at the leadership summit was completely false. In fact, Crew and Impact's national organizations remain partners. Only the Northwestern chapter split ways. When they announced the split between Impact and Crew, they said that it was mutual, which it wasn't because we had no idea. They said that it was because crew and impact are separate nationally, but they're not separate, they're sister ministries. Like I've been in contact with the president of impact nationally um, kind of for a while at that point. And so I contacted him and was like, did you know this was happening? And he was like, I had no idea. Thanks for letting me know. And he contacted the region director for crew. So pretty much our campus director's boss and was kind of like, did you know what's happening? And he was like, I had no idea. But like what staff was telling students was that this came from their higher ups, but the higher ups didn't know. Since the split, Cameron and Amani have each run into Kim Johnson, a crew director, and they avoid the topic completely. Last fall, Amani saw Kim and Norris. It's like me and three other girls. We're working on a class project. So we were just sitting in Norris, right? So I see him and Riley talking. Riley is a student in crew. I like waved at Riley. But then for some reason, Kim took that to like come over to me. I was like, wow, Imani, I haven't seen you all quarter. How can that be? And I was like, ha ha. And I'm really like, in my head, I'm having like this huge internal struggle, right? Cause I'm like, God, what do I do? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, do I tell her the only reason um, that we would have ever seen each other is in a cruise like context. And because she essentially like kicked impact out of crew, of course we would not see each other anymore. She was like, oh, you must always be in your apartment. And I was like, Chaco Chaco, sure. Not really, but sure. A formal conversation has yet to happen between the two organizations. So questions remain about Crew's decision to split. 
but no crew staff members agreed to comment for this story, and Kim Johnson did not respond to multiple texts and calls. All other staff members were contacted. One of them replied and said they are quote-unquote not allowed to do interviews as a crew staff person. After the announcement at the 2019 Leadership Summit, Cheston left Crew, an organization he'd been deeply dedicated to for two years. After leaving, Cheston started attending Impact consistently and became a student leader. When the split happened, I did not feel comfortable inviting Black students into that space because I didn't think it was a safe space for Black students. And basically all the a majority of the black students leaving. And that's like the reason I left. I was like, I can't, I can't in good faith invite black students to this group. Rachel Kim, a staff member at another on-campus Christian organization called InterVarsity, has also faced complicated interactions with students. There's been a lot of times where students have like asked to have a one-on-one conversation with me and they're like, Rachel, I actually didn't really appreciate the things that you said about this or can I ask you like why you said this? And like, cause I, I don't understand. And like, I don't think it was helpful. And sometimes it was like with a lot of grace and other times it was just like very angry. But in those moments you have to put on that humility and be like, dang, like it's not my place right now to like fight her or fight him in this, but I have to validate what they have experienced because it's true. These struggles aren't exclusive to crew. They extend to other religious organizations like Rachel's. Each group has its own complicated dynamics. And although Cameron faced struggles in crew particularly, nothing's black or white. This isn't about who is bad and who is good. This is about complicated and hard relationships and interactions between people and organizations that are imperfect. Tristan's experience in crew was also flawed. Believing crew behind wasn't easy. Cheston said Crew helped set the foundation for his personal relationship with God and helped him through tough times. Crew has really been like very, very impactful in like my relationship with God and like being able to grow like both spiritually and also just like as a person. They really set the foundation for my faith that I'm able to build upon now. Especially with one of my family members like going through depression and anxiety, just like being there for me, especially during those hard times and just directing me back to like the hope Christ gives us, the gospel gives us through that. That was really valuable for me. Since leaving, Cheston has seen some of his friendships and crew fade, making him question who really cared about him to begin with. I thought I had like, a lot more people like fall back on them that would reach out and also like check up on me, care for me, even not being a part of crew and like seeing those relationships become non-existent basically after leaving was really hard. I've dedicated so much time and like energy and like invested so much into those relationships. For Cheston, the loss of friendship reveals a larger issue in crew. Students aren't adequately loving one another across racial lines. Having impact as a support system has helped him get through this adjustment period. Within Christian community, we're supposed to be like united, care and love for one another. And when that's not happening, 
especially because of race that has been really hard for me and so like I've been trying to like find hope throughout that and being able to like fall back on my community and impact has really helped me in like holding on that God has a plan. I reached out to over 40 students who are current or recent crew members to hear their side of the story. Seven agreed to speak with me. Weinberg Jr. Chris Gonzalez was one of them. Chris got started in crew freshman year and quickly joined the tech team, which sets up equipment for real life each week. If I were to do everything over again, I would do it all the same way and I would definitely still be involved in crew. Some of the people that I met are truly genuine people who really cared about me and wanted me to, you know, grow my faith in the goal that I had, which was to know God more. There were a couple really powerful resources that I had through crew. But Chris does have reservations about crew and one of them is the lack of transparency on the split. The topic feels off limits. It's not talked about. Nobody told us what happened. And it's not necessarily encouraged to strike up a dialogue about it. Chris said he identifies as Hispanic and was raised in a majority white church. Coming to Northwestern, he was surprised to see contextualized ministries like Impact, Epic, and Destino. He said he didn't and still doesn't understand how race and Christianity intersect and wishes race was more of a topic of discussion in crew. We should have dialogue about these race issues that might happen in, in such a large organization. Like my, my relationship with the staff members, I think, never really talked about like race and the role that race played in Christianity. So I never really had any reason to bring it up until this big thing happened. And I kind of just separated myself from the issue. I never felt comfortable asking about it. In past years, Cruz hosted an annual race roundtable where race-related issues were discussed. But Cameron said discussions around race stopped there. The reality is Crew on Northwestern's campus, as long as, as it has existed, which has been a while, has been created by and created for the white dominant culture, the white evangelical culture. And so like a lot of the issues are structural in nature as well. So a lot of it has to do with like black church theology versus white evangelical theology. Nobody's denying that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we could have a relationship with God. But what it means is, is it's a difference in how people are coming to understand God. For a lot of black churches, a lot of what people need to hear is about overcoming suffering. Like they need their suffering acknowledged. They, they, need, they need these aspects of their identity acknowledged. Whereas in a lot of white evangelical spaces, it's not the same. Out of the seven crew students who talked to me, two white students agreed to an interview. I first talked to Weinberg Jr. Nick Arumchuk. And the first white student who did step up, it took him like two or three months to respond. So yeah, I'm kind of part of the problem too. <laughs> Nick joined crew at the start of his freshman year. Sophomore year, he became a student leader and a worship team leader. And then this past fall, he left due to schedule conflict and tensions with staff. Nick admits to being a bystander in the split and not really caring about impact students' absence and crew. Something that you know, I've kind of been mulling over for the past, past few months is that I think one of the hardest things to do in the world is to make someone care about anything. I'm a Christian and part of the Christian faith is telling people about um, the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm just trying to help people care. I don't know how to make people care. And then now I realize, like, I'm, I'm on the other side of that coin. There's a lot of topics and a lot of issues that I've been ignoring because I have 
you know, a certain luxury to do so and a certain privilege to do so. You know, how, how is someone else going to make me care? Like, what is it going to take for me to care about something other than myself? What's it going to take for me to care about the group of students who I would see every single week and whose names I knew? What's it going to take for me to care about them? Like, how much do they have to invest to get me and students like me to care about, you know, something other than ourselves? Since the split, impact has entered a new stage, and Cameron's at peace with it. She often felt like by advocating for impact, she was fighting to improve crew more than the staff was. Now she's free of the stress. Um, so the fact that like students had to spearhead a lot of this when staff, it's their full-time job to take care of this ministry, was difficult because it felt like we were often doing a lot more. None of the decision to split up was us. That was all crew. But the fact that God would be so like kind and gracious to relieve us, at least relieve me of that stress and that labor without me having to say I'm done, that's pretty cool. Impact hasn't slowed down since the split. They've kept up their weekly Bible study and added a new series to the mix, Chat and Chew, where they discuss the intersectionality of culture and Christianity. We wanted it to be a space where people could have more like nuanced conversations that could happen outside of the traditional format of a Bible study. So it's more likely to include topics that have to do with pop culture or recent events. It would add more of like a well-rounded and like holistic perspective of what Christians believe. Last November, Amani and Cameron applied to be recognized as an official student organization. However, it wasn't Impact's first go. Two previous applications were rejected, but the third time was the charm. Hello, my name is Paula Diaz, and I'm the chair of the new Student Organization Review Committee. This is Amani. I would like to be the first to congratulate you on the fact that your application has been approved. We believe that your group is unique and trusting and certainly fitting of the Northwestern spirit. I was really happy because I feel like, I mean, long time is like a strong phrase, but I feel like it's been a long time coming. This is Cameron. So I remember I didn't open it right away and I kind of like got to where I was going. And then I finally sat down and I read through it. And I think I just remember just like smiling, you know what I mean? And I just screenshot it and I sent it to the other leaders of Impact. I mean, I told my mom. Amani was one of the first to receive the screenshot. I like read, I wanted to personally say that you guys were approved or whatever. And I was like, ah, I was just so happy. And I low-key want to throw a party, not even low-key, like I want to throw a party or something. Like we're official, official. Being a recognized student organization comes with increased visibility, Northwestern staff support and funding. But for Imani, it's something deeper. On a spiritual level, I think the fact that we got accepted this time kind of signified that impact is like needed and necessary on this campus. God wants us here. A lot of God's doing, you know, like the fact that we are recognized. Even low key, like the fact that we are split from crew, I feel like it's what God wanted for us in this season. I just feel like I've been able to really lock into my peace and understand like this is a God-given peace and this is a God-given joy and like just being able to glow. For many, including Cameron and Cheston, impact serves as a safe haven. Cause like in general, my experience at Northwestern, like off rip was hard, mentally, socially, like those kinds of things. And so impact has been like my family here. 
it's impacted my experience at Northwestern because like that is my experience at Northwestern. Like like if someone asks me why what did I enjoy about school, impact is what I enjoyed. Everything else was hard. It's a family. This is Chester. It's a place where I can grow like spiritually. I can express my identity as a black man and as a Christian without either of them being suppressed in any way. God created us to have like culture and to have all these differences and we're meant to embrace those. Impact made me realize that I can be black and I can be Christian and I don't have to be one or the other. McCormick Jr. Isaac Tango was part of Impact as a freshman when it was still under crew. He stopped attending Real Life by sophomore year and stayed in Impact. For Isaac, crew felt inauthentic in many ways, but in Impact, he said it's different. The people at Impact are more accepting of, I guess, like my quirks and my personality type than people on this campus are in general. I can like be free in a way, you know, be open about like who I am as a person. It's something I, I like I don't have I don't, I don't experience anywhere else on campus, with the exception of like particular individuals, particular friends I have on campus. But like there's no community where I can like I have the same experience. I just I feel at home at impact. Although the future looks bright for impact, the split still has consequences, specifically for crew. Before the split, black students were already leaving Crew because they didn't feel comfortable in the space. In the wake of the split, Crew launched a new Bible study for black students. It's unclear why they created this group, but for Cameron and Imani, it felt like an attempt to replace impact. To me, it shows that you never really valued us or you never really understood our value if you think it's so easily replaceable. This is Cameron. We didn't just have a Bible study, we had a community. And it takes a lot of understanding and love and experience to create such a community. Amani felt similarly. It seems like you would just direct your people to impact because you know that there is this already established black organization, this black ministry that like most of your staff supported last year. Crew stopped their black Bible study during fall quarter. So there's no longer a structured space for black students and crew. For Weinberg Jr. Catherine Tao, a leader in Crew's Asian American ministry epic movement, real life doesn't feel right without a strong Black population. I think it's always like uneasy for me because now that like impact is not a part of Crew and that they're like on their own, I would. It's hard to say that like there is a community where they can feel comfortable. I definitely like feel like kind of weird every time they make an announcement of like, oh, we have like spaces for our like students of color, like Epic, go to Epic at this time, like Destino for like Latinx students, like go to Destino and then like that's it. There's one missing, obviously. Um, and then there's like black students sitting in the, the large group that I'm like, I wonder what they think. When Northwestern graduate Sarabi Woods helped reinstate Impact at Northwestern three years ago, she wanted Impact and crew to stay together. Hearing about the split, she was heartbroken. It breaks my heart, and I'm quite certain it breaks God's heart, that like we're not one anymore, that we're divided. I guess for me, like I thought the only way that like students of color would really connect with crew was like if they had a space to like worship as they would and like be vulnerable as they would. I thought I was coming up with a solution, trying to dust them away, but I don't know, maybe there wasn't a dustpan to actually clear them up. 
Still, Sarabi hopes for a chance at reconnection between crew and impact. I don't know if like any crew people or like any staff members will like even listen to like this interview, but I just hope that they reach out to impact. You can't sit here and talk about like you want believers of every tongue, tribe, and nation when you're not connecting with your neighbor. You can't. So I just hope that they open up their hearts and then in turn that impact students are willing to like receive, you know, crew wherever they are. I know it's hard, but remain calm, remain patient, remain prayerful that things will change, things will get better. Only time will tell if Northwestern's crew and impact will have a future together again. But Cheston says it's important for reconciliation to happen regardless. I think one of the biggest things surrounding Christianity is that things are swept under the rug and not addressed. In reality, like God says, the things in the darkness bring it to light to expose those things. I guess directed at crew, all we want is our voices to be validated. We want to be like listened to, respected, and what we say like take seriously and implemented. Not because like you have to, but as a show, your love and like your commitment to us. Yeah, this interview is not again to bash crew, but as a call for like reconciliation, a call to come together and to start a dialogue about what has happened, how it's impacted both sides, and what we can do. Like moving forward because of what like Jesus did for us and like his message is all about forgiveness. Like I want to begin that conversation of forgiveness that can lead to healing where even though we have these differences and even though we have this past that we're able to move past it and we're able to show others that racial reconciliation is possible. With the freedom to do what they see fit and official club status, both Cheston and Cameron look forward to Impact's future. I just want us to be known on campus as showing Black students the love of Jesus and caring for them and loving them in a way that this university has like failed so much. I envision us being a major player on campus, like Christian-wise and not, because we're, we're behaving and we're putting on events and we're interacting people in other organizations and, and with administration in a way that represents the fact that we love others and the fact that we fight for justice. Special thanks to my editors Ryan Wangman, Andrea Michelson, Chris Vasquez, Callan Luciano, Hina Servastava, and Choi Kwasin. Thanks to Jacob O'Hara, who contributed reporting to the story. Huge thanks to everyone who shared their story with me, including Amani Minor, Cameron Farrow, Nadia Hudley, Cheston James, Surabi Woods, Isaac Tenga, Femi Olani, Demi Uliemi, Sarah Kumi, Rebecca Ayiku, Catherine Tao, John Choi, Sydney Gill, Joanna Yu, Deborah Rodriguez, Nick Aramchuk, Hannah Sudworth, Chris Gonzalez, Chris Colquitt, Rachel Kim, Todd Lucas, and Jermaine Chapman.